93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. So glad that you have joined us this weekend. Uh, very pleased to welcome a special guest to the studio, the president. I, I can't call you the new president anymore because you've been here 10 months <laughs> and the honeymoon is way over, I'm sure. Uh, Dr. Jeremy Moreland, who is the president of William Woods University. Uh, Dr. Moreland, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for the welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. I uh, have been uh, excited to talk to you. I've heard a lot of great things about you and, and a lot of the the great things that are happening at, at William Woods. And, and uh, many, many years Years ago, my wife was the marketing director for William Woods. In fact, she uh, was part of planning the inauguration for Janae Barnett when she wow. became uh, president. And, and Janae was president for 30 years, 20 years? 31 years. 31 years. So that's a long time ago. But, Absolutely. Uh, anyway, but uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and, and kind of uh, where you got your education and what you've been doing. Of course. Absolutely. My, my pleasure. So uh, uh, I uh, was born in Oklahoma and grew up in Texas. I was the I was a bit of an Air Force brat. Uh, my my dad was a flight instructor when I was born and mm-hmm. uh, did a career retired as colonel in Oklahoma Air National Guard. Uh, mom was a musician and small business owner, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, learned a lot from from my parents along the way about yeah. uh, commitment to something greater than yourself and 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 finding your way at the same time. Yeah, cool. Where'd you yeah. go to school? Uh, went to school in uh, Northeast Texas. Okay, uh, so public high school. Uh, went to undergrad out at uh, Stephen F. Austin State okay. University yeah. in Texas. We name, name everything after yeah. uh, <laughs> somebody at the Alamo. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, then went to TCU for for grad school and met the, my wife there. The Horn Frogs. The Horn Frogs, yeah. indeed. And uh-huh. uh, followed her back to Arizona. We yeah. spent uh, 16 years out there, and I cut my teeth doing policy analysis and education, wow. and uh, really went into administration pretty pretty early as a, as a pretty pretty young guy out yeah. of out of my PhD program. And uh, Arizona was great to us. We had our two daughters there, yeah. and. Uh, then had a chance to move to Colorado for my first role as a provost at a university there, yeah. uh, working for a president who was a was a was a boss of mine for years before. So it was great to work for her again. Yeah, one of one of several amazing mentors that I had. Yeah, uh, and then I spent about the last three years uh, working for a private university in Miami uh, and. Uh, Turnaround uh, University. The president was was new there. His predecessor was there for twenty five years. Yeah, that happens. Uh, great history. Yeah, um, great programs. Needed some work. Yeah. Uh, in terms of in terms of financials and and getting the university pointed for uh, for a sustainable future. Yeah, we had some great quick results there and uh, learned a, learned a lot. Made some lifelong friends and yeah. saw this amazing opportunity at William Woods University. Yeah, and- you've lived in some great places. I mean, from Miami to Denver to uh, Longmont. Uh, to uh, t- Texas, uh, and then you see this job opening for in Fulton, Missouri. And had you ever heard of Fulton, Missouri before? Well, I had heard of William Woods University, oh, okay. and everything additional that I learned about the university and lo- learned about Fulton, I absolutely fell in love with. Yeah, yeah, uh, very so cool. So I have a lot of people say, well, you know, Colorado versus uh, uh, mid-Missouri, yeah. you know, it seems very different. You know, it's almost the same latitude, yeah. first of all. Okay. A lot of time on I-70 between those two places. Yes. And, uh, and, I, and I really love it. It really feels like home. Yeah. Well, the difference is, is that you're living in a kingdom now, the kingdom of Callaway. So have you picked up on the nuances of, of living in a kingdom? 
I, I think I have, but I'm sure I'm still learning as well as a subject thereof. Yeah, I uh, I married a Calawigian, but uh, she's wearing shoes now, which is a, a big step in the right direction. So it's very, 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 uh, uh, it's it's a special place. And so we uh, had dinner at Beck's Restaurant a few weeks ago. Great place. Love it. Wonderful place. Wonderful yeah. owners. And then went line dancing at 54 Country. Have you been there yet? I have not been there yet. <laughs> You've got to check that out. I'll have so, to put it on my list. That is actually owned by one of the, the Callaway County commissioners. And so anyway, a friend of mine and so it was uh it's fun to check that place out but uh um kind of give our listeners a better understanding of sort of the scope of your responsibilities how many students uh uh are you dealing with at uh William Woods now and how many uh uh staff members sure sure absolutely so William Woods University we're a, a private university 152 years old as an yeah. institution which wow. is a real mark of distinction yeah uh over the last several years uh we've had hundreds of of undergrad students this last fall fall 21 uh, a couple of months before i started we had 771 undergraduate students wow and uh so nice nice strong number for a university mm-hmm. it has been diminishing though over the last last few years yeah. since 15 or 16 mm-hmm. um and and covid didn't help but but it was it was an issue. We had some some shrinking numbers before. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that we actually have for years have had more graduate students than we have undergraduate students. Oh, okay. So uh, this last fall we had over nine hundred graduate students as well. Really? So people okay. in masters and doctoral programs. Yeah, very good. What, so what kind of programs are are, are people uh, do you have for the master students? What what kind of programs are they specializing in? So it's interesting. The vast majority of our graduate students at the university are educators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're teachers or teachers turned administrators uh, serving K-12 districts. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're one of the leading uh, educators hmm. of uh, principals, vice principals, superintendents, uh, associate superintendents in the state. Yeah. Many, many of those folks, hundreds of those folks are alumni of William Woods University. Yeah, interesting. And then the online uh, students, I know there was a campus for many years here in Columbia. Is there still a campus here in Columbia? So we do actually okay. still have a presence here in Columbia. But right. what what has really happened over the last uh, few years, and, and frankly, over the last couple of decades, mm-hmm. is increasingly people who are in master's and doctoral programs, graduate mm-hmm. students who are very often mid-career and are needing that degree to get to the next level yeah. uh, in terms of their skills, their ability, and sometimes, you know, literally a, a, a pay step in, yeah. in school districts. Very often they're needing to go online. Yeah. That's just more and more consistent with the, what their life demands are, mm-hmm. you know, taking time out to be able to travel across the county or across a couple counties yeah. uh, to be able to meet in person is, is while that might be an attractive idea, yeah. it's not a practical, right. practical matter for yeah. a lot of, lot of adults. And COVID really made that point. I mean, COVID really drove that point home in terms of, uh, the idea of, of, taking online courses uh you know and and watching lectures versus participating in them probably seemed foreign and not that attractive to a lot of people but covid really sort of forced us all into it you know it's it's interesting Mm -hmm. because you know there are a lot of things that have been happening in higher ed Mm -hmm. uh, and they were happening well before covid but but covid accelerated some of those matters some of those considerations Mm -hmm. you know the move for graduate students towards online has been happening for a while okay and i would argue that 10 years from now online and graduate are almost going to be synonymous yeah um but certainly COVID accelerated that yeah. so we have some really interesting cohort programs that were being delivered uh in person yeah out at districts um which is a really interesting way to focus on uh district specific problems for educators still do that but we're doing it virtually yeah. and that was a pivot that was made for those groups uh, to join others online yeah. d- during during COVID. um 
William Woods was a women's college for the the better part of its history. I, I think in the late 90s, it came became co-educational. Mm-hmm. I know that because my wife and I were engaged, and she was living on campus uh, down by the lake. Uh, I think it's Summers Hall, I think is the name of the, of the building. And, and uh, when I would come to visit, I, she would have to sneak me in. So there's true confessions right there. But anyway, <laughs> um, but it's really, uh, you became co-educational in uh, the late 1990s. Do you, just based on the history that you've heard, how did that change college yeah so and i trust the statute of limitations of right out on your trespassing (laughs) absolutely uh, (laughs) the only reason i mentioned it (laughs) so you know it's true and you know mentioned you mentioned my predecessor Mm -hmm. janae barnett an amazing president legendary leader in higher ed and just Mm -hmm. an amazing person as as well one of the remarkable things that she did um part of her legacy was transitioning uh from a college to a university Mm -hmm. and also transitioning from uh, a a a single gender institution to to co-educational how did it change us um, you can imagine it added a, added a diversity of perspectives. You yeah. know, there's so many dimensions on diversity and, and, and certainly, uh, gender is, is an important part of that. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that, that having been a single gender institution is still a big part of who we are. As a matter of fact, uh, about 72 and a half percent of my students are still female. So we're still decidedly female. Yeah. And I would argue for the young man who comes to study with us or the graduate student who comes to study with us. Um, has an opportunity to to maybe hear a, a female perspective yeah. a little more often yeah. uh, across more disciplines than he might otherwise. Yeah, I think that prepares the young man to to to, to serve his organization yeah. well. And if he's looking for a Mister degree, uh, I mean, his odds are much better, right? Well, as as you said from your own experience, <laughs> That's right. uh, so. uh, I, I I I couldn't couldn't argue against. I mean, that. you got to feel sorry for the guy that leaves William Woods not married. So anyway, <laughs> well, and and in all seriousness, yeah. you know, I think an incredible characteristic of our institution and i would argue perhaps flowing from our history mm-hmm. is it such an incredibly friendly place mm. everyone knows everyone yeah. you know when i have high school students come visit as, as a group i'll tell them you know somewhat facetiously but 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 honestly mm-hmm. i'll say you know it's we're not for everyone if you're looking to get lost in a crowd we're not for you yeah if you're looking to be anonymous we're, we're not for you mm. and if you're looking to sort of hide in your room just hang out on your phone and not interact with anyone. You're, we're not for you because yeah. we have programs that are driving engagement. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly friendly campus, and and you can't hide. Everyone kind of knows everyone. Yeah, you know, I'll go to the Tucker Dining Hall and I'll sit yeah. down with a group of students for lunch, and it's 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 really it's exciting. Where yeah. where I was an undergrad, you know, people kind of kind of kept to their own. Yeah, meaning you know, um, uh, people who uh, athletes very rarely interacted with those who weren't. Yep. Uh, I was a psychology student. I kind of yep. hung out with my fellow psych majors, <laughs> and that was about it. Yeah. I didn't really didn't really broaden my horizons much. I'll sit down with a group of students at, at the woods. Yeah, and it's this remarkable diverse circle of friends. They know mm-hmm. each other really well. They appreciate their differences, and they're all doing different stuff. Yeah. at the university, which is which is really exciting. Yeah, that's cool. So you have been here for ten months. You joined uh, last October first. Uh, William Woods, uh, tell tell us what's been sort of the biggest surprise for you. What what is something that has uh, uh, happened that you weren't expecting? Well, you know, I I, I do my homework, uh-huh. uh, so uh, so I can't say that there were a lot of surprises for me. Yeah, but what I'll tell you definitely has been um, reinforcing and inspiring is just how true. Uh, the experience that's communicated about this university really, really is mm-hmm. the depth of commitment that I see on the part of the faculty, for example, mm-hmm. to a rich, um, independent university experience that's close in and personal for their students. And I want to talk more about some research around that later. Yeah, 
is absolutely true. Uh, I have some colleagues out there that have the unenviable position of trying to tell a story while they're trying to build that reality. Mm -hmm. I have the enviable role of telling the story of this amazing university that's absolutely true, and it's been the case for decades. Yeah, there's a track record. So let me give you an example. Yeah. So Gail Lampy, legendary equestrian faculty at the university. She's been teaching as long as I've been alive. Yeah. She Um, lived in the other apartment next to my wife in Summers Hall. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, she did. Yeah. So she's, she's amazing. When I first met Gail... You know, I thought, wow, this faculty member is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's, she's so active on campus. She's so, so engaged, so incredibly welcoming to me. Um, on one hand, she's truly a living legend. I mean, I, I would, she, she's the Eddie Van Halen of equestrian right. studies. Right, right. She changed well, the way it is. Yeah. Uh, um, she's a mentor to all mm-hmm. and is and is humble and a master at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then I, I was talking with someone else about Gail, and they were referring to her retirement. And I said, oh, wh- when, is that, when is that happening? And they said, no, no, no. She's retired. Oh, and I said, no, we can't be talking about the same person. And 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 I came to find that this amazing faculty mm. member just just it, she is remarkable, yeah. but she's an example of many. Is has this dedication to this institution that has transcended yeah. her employment any yeah. it, 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 even, and she she continues to be engaged. This is her avocation. Uh, she's singularly again to to by by way of that musical comparison yeah. has a singular focus on everything equestrian Mm. everything that occurs is defined in terms of that lens Mm. and that's the kind of passion that i respect and admire and i want our students to be exposed to yeah very cool so the equestrian program is is alive and well at william woods absolutely yeah and so it's but it's i understand that the um uh the shift has really gone uh, there's been kind of a shift to sort of almost the mba side of equestrian science where you know the the business side of it and i mean yes there is uh the one-on-one contact with the horse and and everything everything that happens uh, related to that but but my understanding is that it it's, it also sort of takes a look at the business side of of equestrian yeah yeah i'd say all of the above okay so our equestrian students leave not only master equestrians mm-hmm. right so have an understanding of 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 uh, human horse interaction right I'll say that in a nerdy right. way as, yeah. a, as yeah. a psychologist yeah but uh, un- understanding that engagement and being master writers but so much more they understand the industry of and around um equine mm-hmm. uh such that they're ready to roll as a matter of fact um, again, amazing example of studies on our campus, but shared with other programs, 100% job placement. Now, my, my faculty say, no, 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 it, for students who are looking for a job, because they remember yeah. one time that one student who came to study and then, yeah. and then wasn't, wasn't looking for a right. career, so, right. so they feel compelled to include her in that statistic. Yeah. But they say, for everyone who's looking for a role, they found amazing placements coming out of those, those equestrian studies. Yeah. And it's because they know how to run a business. Yeah. And when you, and I hope you'll come over and visit our barns. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, four, four different, uh, four different riding disciplines at each yeah. barn representing, yeah. representing each. Can you name the four? Uh, I absolutely can, but I know I know we got to go to okay. we got to go to a commercial in a minute here. But uh, when you come over, those students will welcome you to that barn like it's their own business because yeah. it is. Yeah, they're running that plate. They're running it right now. Yeah, uh, taking care of those horses over the summer like it's their own business, yeah. and and they'd be happy to happy to welcome yeah. you there. That's the voice of uh, Dr. Jeremy Moreland. He is the president of William Woods University since last October first. We'll continue our conversation and talk about some of the exciting things that are happening in the future at William Woods. All of that and more coming up on the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable Show on 93.9 The Eagle.
This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, your host this weekend. Glad that you have tuned in. We are visiting with Dr. Jeremy Moreland, who is the, well, I'll just say it, the new president at William Woods University. After somebody has been there 31 years and you've been there 10 months, I guess you still are the new president. But uh, Fair enough. Um, we uh, have been hearing about uh, uh, his uh, first uh, 10 months at William Woods and, and his initial impressions. Um, I want to talk a little bit about... Um, just the challenge of higher education. Of course, you know, uh, the uh, epicenter of all activity is Columbia, Missouri in, in mid-Missouri. And, and you, you know, there is definitely a sense that things in higher education are changing. And I think you can stick your head in the sand and uh, ignore it and uh, just, you know, assume that it's another passing uh, fad or trend. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's some significant generational differences with this latest generation. And, um and I think that people have, have are are starting to realize um, they maybe place a different value on higher education, and they have different expectations of higher education. Um, and I, I just I think that there I, I've sensed it at Stevens College and at the University of Missouri, and I'm sure at Columbia College. Uh, but you know the leaders there are saying, you know, we we need to do things differently than we've done in the past, and and we have to sort of prepare ourselves for this new style of learning. Kind of, you know, what is your assessment of this new style of learning? Sure, sure, absolutely, and and we do we exist we exist in an amazing ecosystem yeah. of institutions of higher ed, and and I think at our best, we're each offering some some slightly different uh, experiences right. for our students. Uh, I think I think uh, one of the particular strengths of the woods mm-hmm. is that what students increasingly need from an institution we've been doing for years. Mm. Uh, so let me let me tell you what I mean. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was some really interesting research that came out of uh, the Gallup organization along with Purdue University mm-hmm. in about 2014, and they surveyed uh, alums from from institutions and examined the. How, how life was going, yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, financial success, things like happiness, which you can measure. Oh, yeah. And then map that back to what their experiences were like at the university. And, you know, while the vast majority of people go into a university expecting a transformational experience, what they found was 3%, you know, 3%, not 30, 3% of those graduates experience the kind of things that make fundamental changes in in many cases, young adults as they wow. come up through university. Only three percent. Wow. The good news is oh, yeah. what those fundamental kind of experiences are are happening every day at William Woods. Uh-huh. Is that happening every day at places that are much larger or that maybe have more of a mission focus on uh, gaining research grants and 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 you know innovating in in the laboratory? I, I'm not I'm not confident that they are. Yeah. But I know that they are at our institution. Those are things like close-in personal experiences with faculty members that transcend assignments, mm-hmm. uh, having learning experience that transcend semesters, so things that they work on that are bigger projects than just papers. Mm-hmm. Um, having, you know, it's interesting, if you're familiar with the Gallup organization, they say it's important for an employee to have a, quote, best friend at work. Oh, yes. And that's those kind of close-in personal relationships between peers, advisors, and and other faculty at the university are key to that that fundamental Albeit very rare experience at universities in the in the U.S., yeah, but very frequent at at ours. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored to say. So the kind of things that increasingly students need more close in support, 
uh, support early rather than late after some someone stumbled. Those are the kind of things that we're doing, and we're baking in processes and systems to make sure that we're getting even better at learning from from what we're doing. Yeah, give you a couple of examples there. Um, and again, this is this is the kind of treasure that I that I that I get to find at the woods yeah. as 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 a new president. Um, every semester, there's essentially you know, and in business language, what I'd call an operational pause. Um, and the senior leaders in academic affairs for a week all gather in a room and talk about the students that are struggling. Mm. So all week long, they'll identify, based on several points of data, students that are struggling. They'll get together to talk about what's going on with them from both an academic and a student affairs perspective. Mm -hmm. Then they bring the student in the room, and they say, okay, here's what's happening. Here's what seems to be going on. Can you tell us a little bit about this experience? Here's what we think you need to continue to be successful at the university. Mm. I defy you to, 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 to give me a list of other institutions that are doing that on a regular basis, yeah. where the provost and her academic leaders are meeting with faculty, with student affairs experts, to do a student-by-student, student, a one-by-one analysis of how we're doing. Yeah. yeah, That's what students need now, and that's what students want. Yeah, You know, you look at, you look at uh, laws coming out of the 70s like FERPA. Right, FERPA was designed to keep your parents out of your education. Right, right. Okay, yeah, and uh, which so is a very sore subject. Yeah, with yeah. Parents who pay for their child's education, but students now yeah. very often will say, "No, have you? I, I want to be sure you've included my parents in this." Mm. Right, so they see their parents wow. as part of the team. Yeah, which is a great thing, and we're we're positioned to do that. Yeah, we don't have law. We don't have laws that are standing between us and helping our students be successful. Yeah, and and the good news is, increasingly, our students want us to include. Yeah everybody now is this a process that you initiated or is that something you got to inherit again as i said it's yeah. one of these gems that i found at the yeah. institution and i said you know and and, and dr sap is this amazing academic leader we have at the institution i said no, you realize not everyone's doing that yeah, uh, yeah. because she spent so much of her career here and i said this is this is a really really special thing yeah. that we need to be able to make sure that we're continuing to foster so great practice at the institution and we're going to make sure that we keep doing it yeah I know that uh, the student experience is a big focus for you. What types of things are you looking at in terms of making sure that that student at, at William Woods is having, um, I feel so old-fashioned calling it William Woods now, I guess it's called the Woods, but uh, what, what kind of, uh, what type of initiatives are you leading to sort of enhance that student experience? Sure, absolutely. Well, on one hand, we're, we're kind of getting back to basics. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun, as I've talked with faculty, they've said, well, you know, before COVID, we used to, yeah. you know, dot, dot, dot. And I said, okay, go back. Let's work together. Let's build a list of what those things are, and let's get back to it, yeah. right? Let's get this amazing telescope we have out on the hill. Let's mm -hmm. do some stargazing, oh, right? Yeah. So experiential learning is the nerdy yeah. way to put it. Yeah. A great time learning some stuff is the yeah. real way to put it. Yeah. Um, and um, that's one example of how we leverage this really interesting program that we have on campus called the LEAD program. As I learn more about the LEAD program, I, I can't figure out why every institution like ours isn't doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's an opportunity for students to uh, earn and then maintain a scholarship, right? So it's it saves them some money in terms yeah. of the tuition. The institution's putting their money where their mouth is. And all the students have to do is participate in a certain number of non-classroom activities mm. throughout the semester. Yeah. So go to a certain number of games, go to a certain number of theater performances, go learn about the stars at night. Yeah. Um, and what we find is this program that we have, and there's, you know, there's some, some reinforcement there uh, by way of the scholarship, gets these students engaged in these things. So what we're able to do from semester to semester as we see a need, if we need to pivot in a particular area in terms of skill, growth, 
um, doubling back and teaching students a little more about career readiness, we're able to do that on a running basis. And faculty are so, so artful at figuring this stuff out together. Another advantage of a small institution is our faculty talk to each other. You know, big places, psychology doesn't talk to sociology, (laughs) right? There's huge, you know, disciplinary divides between these people. They don't talk to each other. But at the woods... They're all in the they're on the foxhole together, yeah. And they all know students by name, mm-hmm. so they're there to support those students, and they're figuring out what they need to be yeah. successful. Uh, back in the day, as they say, uh, William Woods had great success in uh, markets like Dallas and and other places uh, recruiting students. Are there still those those pockets around the country where you tend to have a heavy concentration of William Woods students coming from? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. It's part of the part of the the homework I've been doing over right. the, over the last few months. So yes, to some degree, mm-hmm. particularly with our equestrian studies, yeah. as we have this global reputation in in that field, uh, we have people visiting from far and wide for for sure. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of a family who visited from Alaska a few months ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, successful business owner wanted to support his his, his daughter's endeavors in in equestrian studies mm-hmm. and wanted to make sure she was going to be able to run run a business when she yeah. got done with it. And, yeah. and he left happy. Oh, it, was, it was fun to be able to talk dad to dad to that fellow. Yeah. Um, and then you know that that's something that varies by program. Um, but I'll tell you, we're doing some doing some work with really modernizing how we tell the story mm-hmm. through uh, of the the accurate real story of the institution uh, through marketing, mm-hmm. and we're looking to get back to work with our alumni to to, to grow um, other programs uh, enrollment. Yeah. Uh, coming from some of those some of those er- other areas. Yeah. Having grown up in Fort Worth, I'm particularly keen on oh, growing yeah. growing uh, yeah. growing in the DFW area. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, when you look at uh, sort of uh, your programs of eminence, what are, what are the programs that you think uh, are maybe the unsung heroes? The, the programs that uh, maybe people don't know that William Woods has this uh, incredible strength in. What what are some of the programs that come to mind? Yeah, absolutely. So everyone knows about our amazing equestrian right. studies, right? And yeah. that's that's understandable. Can't can't miss our. Uh, New Equine Medicine Medical Center as you roll into roll into Fulton and our oh. and our beautiful horses there. Um, perhaps somewhat less well known are our ASL interpreting programs. The American Sign Language, absolutely. Right. Is there a cor- is there a collaboration with the School for the Deaf uh, in the deaf in that in uh, that market? Absolutely, we're okay. very close friends. As a matter of fact, the okay. superintendent of the Missouri School for the Deaf sits on our board of trustees now. Okay, um, right. you know, terrific. Uh, Doctor Daly is, has terrific insights. Mm-hmm. Um, so an amazing program there, and again, not unlike uh, um, equestrian studies, amazing job placement and, mm-hmm. and real professional um, satisfaction among. Yeah. Those, those graduates so uh, that's something something families are always keen on hearing um, sometimes people are surprised to hear we have a really high uh, number high proportion of students who are interested in biology hmm. um, and their focus there is is going on to professional school whether it's a uh, veterinary medicine mm-hmm. or uh, human medicine I yeah. guess I'd say um, <laughs> and uh, so that's something a lot of people are surprised is we have a lot yeah. of students who are really keen on the sciences so, so you have a track for pre-med and it sounds like you have a track for pre-law also is that correct so we do have students who are prepared in, yeah. in, in law studies and yeah. and absolutely so um, and I don't know if you've uh, again I don't know when, when the last time was you came to the yeah. William Woods campus yeah. but we have this amazing courtroom uh, right on our campus, hmm. and uh, matter of fact, we had the the circuit court in a few few months ago. So it was amazing, amazing chance to be able to highlight this um, really professions ready uh, resource that we have on campus. Yeah. So swing by, you'll feel like you're in an episode of Law and Order. Oh, when very you, when good. You come, right. come visit campus. <laughs> awesome. Um, one of the things that um, 
uh, and I've talked to you a little bit about it, just sort of uh, when you talk to your campus recruiters, when you talk to the people that are out recruiting students these days, and you hear about the students that, and I'm going to ask you both sides of the question, but sure. when you hear about the students that chose William Woods over another small college, another good liberal arts college, uh, why are they choosing William Woods? You know, uh, I, I think the experience is, you know, again, I, I try to back up and think as a, as a businessman. So yeah. I'm sure, sure you do and many mm-hmm. of your listeners do as well. And this is an industry for, for sure. And yeah. I try to liken it to other uh, consumer experiences, yeah. to put it in kind of a rudimentary way. Um, you know, in terms of the scope and scale of the purchase, you know, you think of autos, you think of a home. Often there's an emotional aspect to that, right? Mm-hmm. You can get down to your, your your comparison tables and your pluses and your deltas. But always there's there's an emotional sort of subjective component to that. Mm-hmm. A student has to be able to p- picture themselves yeah. on campus, just yeah. like when you go shop for homes. It might check off all the boxes for you, but you step in there and it just doesn't feel like yeah. it, right? Yeah. Conversely, our students, we know when they come visit our campus, they, they fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful campus. It's huge, great outdoor spaces, and we're building even even more exciting things to do mm-hmm. uh, on campus, indoors and out. Yeah. And, you know, our, our students need to be able to see that. So we're getting more, you know, again, the I'm in the enviable position of just needing to get more accurate information yeah. to our recruiters about this amazing campus, the programs, fellow students, faculty. And, and students fall in love with us. If you could wave that magic wand and, and create something that you know uh, would make a big difference in terms of recruitment or just the success of the university, what what is something that's on that long-term list? Well, um, I, I'm not a magic kind of guy. So yeah. what I'm doing mm-hmm. is I'm bringing in the kind of professionals that we need to run this place yeah. uh, so that it's successful for generations to come. Yeah. Bring, uh, so, so a position that I created on campus is a chief student experience officer. Mm. It's something that's relatively unique in higher ed. Mm. It's not unique in businesses that do a great job yeah. of serving their their clients. Yeah. Um, and his responsibility is everything outside the classroom, from initial digital impression of mm-hmm. the university oh, yeah. to becoming an alum. Mm. And what we're finding is that's really paying off. So we're seeing a significant increase uh, in the proportion of, of students who are uh, making a, a commitment to come this fall. Yeah. So we're seeing uh, seeing an incoming class. Great. It's going to be the biggest in quite a few years. Yeah, that's great. We are visiting with uh, Dr. Jeremy Moreland, who is the president of William Woods University, and we've been talking about uh, the student experience on the uh, William Woods uh, campus, or the Woods, as he calls it. So uh, that uh, uh, tells you a little bit about what's happening at uh, at uh, William Woods University over in Fulton. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the future of William Woods and, and what makes William Woods stand out among its peers. And uh, we'll talk Talk about uh, a few other things that uh, you may not know about in terms of Wynwood's uh, University of Fulton. We'll be back. This is the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry with Dr. Jeremy Moreland. You're listening to The Eagle on 93.9. That whispering in the trees It's two cities and they're only Pipes and chains and swinging hands Who's your daddy? Yes, I am Bad cat came to play Now you can't run fast enough You best stay away when the- This is the CEO Roundtable With Fred Perry On Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle 
And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. We are visiting with uh, Dr. Jeremy Moreland, uh, who is the president of William Woods University. Uh, we've, uh, if you've been listening for the last couple of segments, you've probably gotten a great update. A lot of things that you did not know about uh, William Woods University. Uh, one of the, the things that uh, I know that has been has been a focus at William Woods over the last few years, and, and it sounds like you're doubling down on that. But the role of athletics in a small college. Talk about uh, what you're doing uh, at the Woods with uh, uh, sports. Sure, absolutely. So um, sometimes a, a, a mistake that people think is when they think about small universities like ours, close-in personal universities, they think that maybe someone's going to miss out on athletics being yeah. part of the experience. Couldn't be farther from the truth. Hmm. Um, so actually one out of two students at, at William Woods University is a student athlete. Yeah. Um, wow. And Half? 50%? 50%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So which makes for a really, really vibrant campus experience. Yeah. So when you have one out of two students who's a student athlete, yeah. well, first of all, you have one out of two people who have, have been coached on excellence, yeah. learning from failure, yeah. and uh, what it means to be a member of a team. Yeah, which keeping makes your grades for, up, too. And keeping your grades up, too. <laughs> uh, all all which make for a remarkable culture. Yeah. Right? Again, particularly when students are, yeah. uh, have friends who aren't just like them. That's a um, high level of engagement when, when you have super, 50% participating. Super high level of yeah. engagement. And it also means stands are full. Yeah. Uh, when when we have a soccer match, when we have when we have a game, uh, really everybody comes out to, to cheer. Not wow. just because of our lead program, by yeah. the way, which yeah. which uh, you know is one of those ways that students can stay engaged, uh, but just because they want to. Mm-hmm. And those are their friends out there. Yeah, right? neat. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we're looking for ways to continue to grow that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, athletics, uh, sport playing such a vital role on our campus. Um, when I got here, we looked for some ways that we could add some some interesting and different. Uh, sports on campus so we've we've looked outdoor life sports mm-hmm. uh so we're adding uh archery and shotgun sports oh. uh, in both of those areas wow. i have uh, some friends down in texas that are particularly happy about the last one um <laughs> well archery is the official sport of missouri now did you know that i did not know yeah, that. the governor signed that bill last week so it's uh so you're you're ahead of the times well that was prescient wasn't it <laughs> That's great. And then we've added, of course, men's and women's bowling oh, as well. Really? Okay. Which is another great opportunity for us to, to welcome people in. I don't know if you know the, the, the Bowling Hall of Fame is over in St. Louis. Yeah. Well, a guy named Fred knows about bowling. All right. Trust me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm eager to learn more about what you know. Right. Maybe you can come out and, and give us coach. some pointers. Maybe I could be the coach. Yeah. Would love it. Would uh, love it. Always looking for an assistant coach. Right. So, um, but uh, it's also a great opportunity for us to partner with the community as well. Yeah. So, um, the uh, Fulton Bowling Center was, is under relatively new ownership, and they were really excited to be the uh, uh, another home of the Owls. Yeah, uh, right, in, okay. right over in Fulton as well. Yeah, and there's nothing like bowling, right? Yeah, you know there aren't many sports where you can participate right alongside your team at the yeah. same time. Yeah, right. They frown on you hopping out on the baseball diamond and playing some catch. Right, yeah, right. But uh, but you can certainly go to the Fulton Bowling Center right alongside your team as they, as they practice or a tournament and, and cheer them on. And yeah, participate yourself. Take your family there. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, sort of. Uh, you know, you are making some investments right now in capital improvements on campus. What what types of things are are getting your attention in terms of uh, the financial attention to to improve things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, there's certainly a few things that we're doing to to, to polish some edges and make sure our students feel seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and my gosh, I've never heard students be more appreciative than uh, 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 in response to a few cans of paint on yeah. our amazing Stevens uh, mm-hmm. Auditorium. So they, mm-hmm. I think they really felt seen yeah. to use the use the use the current vernacular these days. Yeah, um, but. We're we're doing some other things that I think are, are even even more more significant. So uh, we had a we had a, a giving campaign late in the fall focused on the first phase of walking trail, 
around hmm. uh, what is known as Junior Lake on, okay. on campus, which is a mar- remarkable piece of beautiful, beautiful piece of property. But it was a little muddy if yeah. you wanted to walk around it or get up right next to it. So yeah. um, that was that was remarkable. And and uh, um, alumni were so responsive to that. We actually had a single single um, um, alum uh, who also made a gift to be able to extend it up right onto Phase Two. Wow! So uh, in a matter of weeks, we're going to have this remarkable horseshoe of a walking trail uh, around mm-hmm. uh, uh, around our our Junior Lake, yeah. which is really a, just a gem on on campus. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, uh, we're finding just more things again for students to do. Not not just only inside the class, we're yeah. making sure they have the tech they need, but outside of class as well. So um, you have an interesting piece of architecture on campus. Uh, I think it's called McNutt. Mm, uh, the, yes. the golden boob, they called it uh, back in the day, but uh, it's really uh, uh, what what is that building used for? So it's it's remarkable. So right now we we have student affairs in there. Yeah, it's it's really kind of a hub of activity. It's like a is it a geodesic dome? How do you how do you I, describe it? I think that's an accurate yeah, description. Right. Um, so it, it's uh, maybe looks kind of like half a big golf ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. On campus, it's, yeah. It's a great wayfinder. It stands out. It yeah. does stand out, yeah. and uh, there's an interesting story there. The, the the architect who created it. There's a few of those that are almost identical across the across the Midwest. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had a had a trustee who reached out and said I had a business meeting in Oklahoma City, and I just saw the McNutt Building here <laughs> replicated as well. Yeah, which was uh, which was pretty fun. Yeah, but uh, so it's really a hub of student affairs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where students go to go to meet, uh, go go to get some help uh, outside the classroom. Uh, we've got a secondary uh, uh, dining facility over there, so you can mm. go over there and grab a smoothie or a cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah. And uh, not the least of which, you can play a very solid game of table tennis or pool over there as well. Oh, okay, so yeah. that's uh, the nice thing about a round building—you never get stuck in the corners. That's right. Yeah, that's so, right. Anyway, but the jewel of that building yeah. is a twelve hundred seat auditorium right in the middle. Oh, really? So we have just this amazing okay. performance space that we certainly use for things like commencement, mm-hmm. uh, but that also increasingly we're going to use as we welcome. Performances back on oh, campus, ooh, okay. uh, more activities uh, indoors, and of course, right outside we have an amazing outdoor amphitheater right, as well. Right. Um, so, really looking for ways to to have more of those kind of musical activities, uh, performances on campus, and that'll be a yeah. great great spot for it. You mentioned alumni, and of course, alumni are an important part of uh, of that um, uh, of any academic institution, but especially a small college uh, because they have a vested interest in that. You know, for years when William Woods was a um, a women's college and Westminster was a men's college. Uh, it was very common for Westminster men to marry William Woods women. And, uh, and traditionally back in the day, uh, it was usually the man's, the, the man's institution that got the support. But since William Woods went coeducational, things have, have changed and just things have changed in society, period. But, but talk about the support that you get from alumni and just the interaction you have with them. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, first of all, I have to say thank you to our alumni because even before I set foot on campus as as the new president, I had people reaching out electronically and and welcome me, and I mm-hmm. and, and I just I couldn't have felt uh, uh, more more welcome yeah. uh, at the university and and in Mid Missouri as well. So, um, what a what a terrific community uh, in terms of engagement. So we've kind of done a, a little bit of a roadshow this summer. Um, we've been up to to St. Louis and over to Kansas City mm-hmm. and. Uh, and earlier this week, uh, we were uh, down in Jefferson City. Oh yeah! And uh, later this month, they're going to be out in Fulton, just having some social events. Yeah, you know, it's 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 in part uh, because of you know people feeling like they're ready to get out and do things that maybe they haven't done over the last couple of years because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think people are really interested in learning more about the the changes that are taking place at the university yeah. over the last few months and and 
the years to come. Um, so we've had, just had some terrific uh, meetings. We're just having a great time. Yeah. And alumni really across across decades coming out. So uh, certainly some alums from you know even the the seventies, eighties, nineties, but then some really recent alums as well. So it's so much fun yeah. to be able to see um, William Woods graduates uh, across the generations getting together, getting to know each other, and and building those connections that are that are so important. Yeah. So in terms of support that that early giving campaign i think is a, is a sign of some really exciting things to come yeah so this is a show for ceos business leaders in our community and and uh, we, i want to talk a little bit more about the, the the business aspect of of what it's like to run a smaller college you know um as you look at the challenges that are facing higher education and particularly small colleges but what are some of the biggest challenges? I mean, we've talked, I mean, you, you are very enthusiastic, enthusiastic and optimistic about sort of the future of William Woods. You're bullish on it. But what are the challenges that, uh, uh, that a business person would be interested in hearing about? Sure, sure. And there certainly are some aspects to being a, a university pre- president. They're a little different. And, you know, yeah. one of my hats, I guess, is kind of a mayor of a small town. Right, right. You know, we have, have, uh, almost, almost every aspect of, uh, that, 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 a, that a town might. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, on the other hand, I am indeed a, a CEO. Yeah. And, and I do view this as, as I'm a business leader in a, in, in a, in a well-defined industry. Yeah. And one that's, that's had some, some rough times as of late. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to have an experience that led me to this point where the presumption in most of my institutions was that I was going to grow. Hmm. Uh, so that's something that I know how to do. Yeah. Uh, and the nuts and bolts of that are not terribly dissimilar from the, what, what many of your listeners would do yeah. if they look to get out to grow market, uh, market share, mm-hmm. uh, they know they need to work marketing. Uh, they need to, and again, this is the, the less romantic stuff, yeah. be able to track from Digital impressions to effective leads to, yeah. to nurturing those leads to growing those to to, to deposits and and uh, realizing those as, as as customers in the business yeah. and you know again I have the enviable position I've got a terrific product to sell which is an amazing transformational um, best investment you can make in your life yeah. uh, at, at at a university education the job that I have to do is making sure that we have the systems and processes and talent in place to be able to do that effectively yeah. and get those students to those magical faculty that we, that we really do, really do have. Yeah. And, um, but your, I guess your revenue sources have probably shifted considerably where you, you know, I, I would guess that maybe tuition revenue is not what it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So we're indeed a tuition driven institution mm-hmm. and we have been for, for years, mm-hmm. wonderful giving, uh, a wonderful support, strong, strong, uh, um, uh, strong endowment, but uh, but we we uh, you know we live off of what we earn yeah. through, through tuition. Yeah. Now, part of what we're doing is looking for ways to diversify how we go about gaining that gaining that revenue. So we're exploring possibilities right now about partnering directly mm. uh, with businesses with other organizations that have resources to be able to support their employees' education mm. uh, by one way or another, and uh, that would that would represent a bit of a a, a bit of an, an addition. As a as a revenue source or as a as a as a part of the business here yeah. at the woods, yeah. um, done it before at other institutions. It's a good practice. Um, it's certainly in the interest of, of businesses to, to to grow their strong employees. Right, you mm-hmm. you, you want to retain the best, especially these days. It's yeah. hard for hard for everyone to hire good folks, yeah. and we can we can be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, not only by providing, of course, undergrad, you know, associates and bachelor's programs, but we help our students transition right on into masters and and in some cases doctoral programs as well. Yeah. So. We can take those amazing frontline employees that you have and 
help grow them across their career with you to turn them into the the managers and the leaders that you need them to be. Yeah. Reaching this generation, I have a son who chose the University of Mississippi because they had a cool website. And um, is that something is is that social media? Is that uh, is that type of experience critical to how students are selecting colleges? It is. It, it, it really is. So how we, we used t- to have these old fashioned, beautiful view books that, we, you know, you would send out across the country. And, but it's very different these days, I would guess. We still have them. OK. They're, they're called Internet sites. OK. All right. <laughs> very good. So, um, yeah. you know, how we how we uh, effectively portray ourselves and the fidelity with which that's true yeah. when people get to campus is, is really, really, really important. Yeah. So we're definitely working on making sure that we have a terrific digital representation of not only of our academic programs, but what life looks like on, yeah. on campus. So you'll see some continued changes from uh, William Woods online. Yeah. Well, Dr. Jeremy Morland, welcome to Mid-Missouri. Glad to have you on the CEO Roundtable. Thank and, you, sir. Uh, uh, congratulations on your early success, and it sounds like things are going uh, uh, in the right direction for you. So we appreciate you taking time out, and we'll catch up again soon and, and see uh, how things are progressing. But we're uh, interested uh, in hearing more from you and, and glad to have you as part of the, the makeup here in Mid-Missouri. Sounds great. Thanks for the warm welcome. Absolutely. That's Dr. Jeremy Moreland, president of William Woods University. Uh, we'll be back next weekend. Jay Sparks filling in for me on the CEO roundtable for the next two weeks. But uh, looking forward to uh, returning with more great guests. You have been listening to the CEO roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it.